Like for Like is a production of Plantastic Fanet Media. For more information, head to plantasticfanet.com. Hey everyone, Joe here. You're listening to Like for Like, a podcast where my friends and I talk to some interesting people about being a creator in the world of social media. My co-hosts today are Alex. Hey, how you doing? And Jonathan. Hey. (laughs) You'll hear our conversation just after the break. Later, Chris Metzner will be joining us to talk about his work on projects like Reimagimon and Sincerely Elise, as well as his musical alter ego, Happy Pigeon. As usual, the timestamp for that interview will be in the show notes. Before we get started, I just wanted to say thanks for a fantastic first season. Obviously, this podcast is still very much in its infancy, but we've already had so many great guests. In case you missed it, in the last episode, I'll be putting together some edits of interviews from the first season and reissuing those in between episodes for the first few months of 2019. So be on the lookout for that. I too enjoy recycling. Yeah, recycling is so good. It is good. Be green. <laughs> or, uh, or, you know, whatever, whatever color you, you want to be. That's your choice. Nah, just green. You got to assimilate. You got to be green. Which is interesting because recycling bins, at least all of them that I've seen, are blue. So what's that about? It is. Uh, Got a problem there. I think we should recycle the recycling bins so they're green. (laughs) Yeah. Just melt them down and start all over. Mm -hmm. It's clearly a deep state issue. Ooh, I wonder if it's if it's something to do with the Blue Men. The I, Blue Men group? What? I mean, maybe. I, I feel like the Blue Man group is just like a face for the actual Blue Men, which are a secret um, unigovernment agency that uh, polices the entire Milky Way galaxy. Okay, sure. Um, so how about social media in 2019? Uh, yeah, uh, that, that was a flawless segue, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the blue men didn't tell me to say that. Yeah. So I thought, um, I thought we could maybe, uh, make some predictions about, um, about what will happen on the social internet in 2019. But of course I didn't think about this at all uh, since I put that in the show notes. So I guess this is just going to be us ambling conversationally until we stumble across something to talk about for more than like two minutes at a time uh okay well let me just say something obvious um facebook no longer uh, no longer the top yeah really yeah oh yeah for it sure. sucks uh, facebook and i think we've all felt it for the past like multiple years <laughs> is on a downhill slide oh yeah i actually just i'm not advertising this i just got an i just got a facebook again i got rid of it i only got it just so i could uh be a part of a like a classroom group. Oh yeah. And, like on my on my page it says like this is not a profile for me to talk to you. Like follow me on Instagram. I'm like <laughs> I will not friend you. Thank you. <laughs> I need to do that on my Facebook as well cuz I have one but I I didn't put like anything on it. I I put all of my identifying information so that people can find me. But it's just a blank space and then it has like a business page because the whole reason I needed a Facebook was to uh, create the business page for Plantastic Fanet on Instagram. Which we don't uh, use. Eventually, we'll. I, I might use the Plantastic Fan at Instagram, but 
you know, it's dead right now. So so don't go looking for it if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't friend me. I don't want to be your friend. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Even more honesty. <laughs> yeah. Really just really just taking that honesty to the next level and the next level and the next level. <laughs> no, I admire that. That's cool. No, thank you. <laughs> Maybe that's what 2019 will be. Like, maybe 2019 will be a sort of blowback from the social media wave that took place over the last like five years. Yeah, and and people will be looking for individual media apps. Hmm. <laughs> like, like uh, you know, YouTube and Netflix are are super popular because they they really individualize your stream, so it makes it easy to like keep coming back. What if what if there was an app that was just like it was just you and you post for yourself and they, they aggregate your own posts for what would be interesting to yourself. Uh, (laughs) Instagram. No, see, but Instagram, you follow other people and your, and your feed is, is like stuff from other people. I'm saying you are both the content and the consumer. Okay. Um, so dissociative identity disorder. Maybe. Yeah, although although I feel like that that sort of still falls into the social category because you're talking multiple, you know, entities. No, I'm talking I'm talking one yeah, entity. Figuratively, sure. One entity posting for themselves. I think what the long-term goal of that sort of idea is is a sort of a, a system like an algorithm that learns how you post and like what you like. Um and then like post it kind of like echoes it back at you, but maybe like a Maybe we should make it into like a dating sim, basically. So we're basically just going to make our own dating sims for ourselves. And we'll just we'll just date someone online that doesn't exist. That will oh, that's uh, really good. like 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 my post. <laughs> like yeah, Godzilla is a good monster. I like Godzilla. You know what? I like Godzilla too. I like me. <laughs> <laughs> you never get to see that that uh, anti Godzilla Mothra fascist group popping <laughs> up on your feed. <laughs> Excellent. We'll call it Echo Chamber. Yeah, Ooh. that's really good. Or just Echo, but it'd be spelled like E-K-O. Or just Echo Hug. Like, you just spit out your words, then come back and hug you. <laughs> that's really good. Although <laughs> e- although Echo Hug makes me think of like, like Eco Hug. Like, Eco Hug. Like it's a, like, a dating sim- like a dating app for tree huggers. I mean, if you are a tree hugger and that's what you, sp- you spew out all the time. Online. Constantly <laughs> swiping right on pictures of birches <laughs> and willows. Ooh, that's a good evergreen. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's so deciduous. <laughs> Let me set my range between 120 and 340 rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Ugh. Looking for a beautiful Bubanga babe. Oh, oh man, I dig that alliteration. That's <laughs> that's good. I feel like maybe we should just uh, we should just start that company now. I, th- I think you're right on the right on the whatever the mark there. With guys, the, uh, I have guys. I have an idea for a logo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Check Skype. O- okay. Oh, bam! It's, it's an E. Bam. I see a le- I see a letter E. Oh, I see. So you're going for like the postmodern minimist route as far as the the graphic design for for this brand. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Minimalism is good. Oh, okay, 
Okay, lowercase e. That's that's interesting. Implying sort of like a uh, like the app is taking a submissive position to your interaction with it. Yeah, I'm really um, trying to play to my audience yeah, and what e, they dig right yeah. now. <laughs> I didn't intend to say that this app was only for DOMs, but but yeah, I guess I guess it makes sense. Ooh, capital E with uh, with the little carrots on either side pointing in. That's very good. It's uh, it's emblematic of like an inward flow of energy, and then you have the capital E like in the word energy. You're just yeah. sort of like like really increasing your energy, but it's also eco, so it's like free energy because it's coming from yourself. Oh, I know. I, I see it. It looks more like a hug. Yeah, that, that makes e. sense. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah. more sense than uh, my metaphorical postmodern bullshit. Actually, no. You know what? Here's my logo. It looks like candy. Uh, th- whoa, that's what it does? <laughs> what? Because that actually looks kind of cool. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what I did? I, I was trying to do the MySpace thing where it was like tilde asterisk low E big K low O tilde. That's how you do strike through in Skype chat, apparently. So if anybody's wondering out there how you do strike through in Skype chat, apparently it's uh what is it tilde asterisk, and then no your no word. just til- just tilde just tilde apparently strikes through on uh, tilde on either side yeah on on both sides almost like markdown language interesting all right gotcha well I think that that I just provided a nine possible logo variations <laughs> and that's why they pay me the big bucks all right. <laughs> <laughs> One of which is just tilde exclamation point in all caps. It's conceptual, all right? <laughs> That's very good. Don't burn down my creative freedom, man. <laughs> we'll have to buy tilde.echo. <laughs> I don't, we need to we need to like narrow it down to one because I am paying way too much for too many too many Google domains that I'm hoping to take <laughs> off. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's I narrow. I can't it. keep renewing them. Is there a dot hug domain extension? Let's go to Hover. Hey Hover, please sponsor us. Let's uh, let's Echo. We're we're doing Echo like E C H O as an echo chamber, right? Uh, sure. Okay, let's uh, we have uh, Echo dot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What are you looking at? Yeah, we have Echo Dot yeah. Attorney. Echo Dot Attorney <laughs> was the first thing that came up. I'm sorry. I, okay, uh, I, I, that brings self representation to a whole new level, right? Um, okay, so there is no Dot Hug domain extension, but you can get Echo Hug Dot Me for nine ninety nine right now on Hover. Dot me. That also kind of echoes what our concept was about. Yeah, exactly. Echo point. hug me. That's very good. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> John. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's the stuff. Yeah. Jonathan's yeah. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that domain right now. <laughs> I need to cancel one of my other domains. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Echo Hug Club. That one's only five bucks. That's pretty good. Five bucks to get into a club? <laughs> Must not be a very good club, if you know what I mean. <laughs> or it's exactly the right kind of club. What if we, like, advertise it as, like, the Illuminati? Like, five bucks to get into the Echo.Hug Club. Like, that's what that is. Ooh, like, yeah. You know what it is. Yeah, it's an mm-hmm. echo chamber because in talking to yourself, you are talking to the collective consciousness. 
Oh yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I I hate myself. I'm sorry. Kind of like a kind of like a unity type thing. Yeah, I apologize to Carl Jung just right now for for this and any other statement that I say for the next like 20 years. Although you were kind of crazy. No, he can hear you. Um, <laughs> uh, have you heard of Mother Horse Eyes? Mother what? Mother Horse, horse eyes? eyes. Yeah. Mother Horse Eyes. I have not. Is that like is that like horse size or whore size or <laughs> like like the 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 animal horse eyes? Mother Horse Eyes. Jonathan, do, oh, I, do oh. I need to not watch this while home alone? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> because I just looked it up and the, um, yeah, it's just like based creepy. on the, based on Go the on. descriptions of the URLs, um, that the Google provides, I'm mm-hmm. thinking this is a, this is a no go for me, but it does deal with a uh, collective conscience. Uh huh. Joe, does open your mind to the truth. Go to Mother Horse Eyes. Go give it a give it a read. Give it a listen. It's um oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it is a yeah. I don't know what to say about this other than that I'm very. I don't like it. You're uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, that Just pretty like much sums whole, it like, up. What you don't like horses or or their eyes? Now, horses are terrible people. Racist. Hey, you know what? If horses are a race, then yes, I don't like horses. Okay, I think horses are horses can be blamed for uh, all of the terrible problems that have plagued humanity over the last fifteen thousand years. That's a good point. I mean, like the Black Plague. That. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think horses are fine. I just think we should have different stables for horses and for us. <laughs> yeah, I think we should have different buildings that we live in. The horses, horses shouldn't be allowed to have the same beds or drink from the same water fountains. I'll be damned if I share a hay bale with the same horse. I think horses should vote. <laughs> I don't right, know about that's a, that. That sounds that's, that's a little too progressive. All right. If no, if horses vote. can vote, then then are you saying that like cats should vote? What about trees? Are you saying whoa, trees whoa, whoa. should vote? That's a slippery slope, sir. I mean. We're looking at doing a date sim for them, for trees. So, I mean, they should vote. Trees should vote. Oh, wait. Is that like a new a new leaf for, for Echo Hug? Like, once you've interacted with yourself enough times, it's oh. revealed that you've actually been talking to a tree this whole time? Oh, oh that'd be revolutionary. Because then you're like, whoa, I have so much in common with a tree. Like, trees should vote. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be okay if trees vote. But, like, horses, that's just a little too far, man. Like... Yeah, and I'm not hmm. sure I support you trying to spread the tree agenda on this podcast, Jonathan. You, earlier, you had a problem <laughs> with the bins not being green, the recycling well, bins being blue. <laughs> yeah. Guys, so. guys, 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 can I, yeah. can I offer a, can I offer a branch here? Um, uh-huh. Even though trees can vote, or, or probably should be able to, like, you know, it's, maybe we shouldn't be able to, to date them you know like maybe that's a little too far this is true but we can we can follow up on this after the interview because it is time to talk to chris oh yeah it is you ever think about how like the roots of a tree look like the top of the tree hey chris how's it going yo it's going good how's it going with you guys uh, we are doing very well. We were just having a conversation about um, about whether trees should vote or not. W- what do you think? W- where do you weigh in on the tree voting rights subject? 
as in like actual swaying trees with but with leaves and whatnot. I mean, yeah. it's open to interpretation. <laughs> the ants from Lord of the Rings, I'd be down if they could vote. Uh, but regular trees, you know, they don't have a lot of rights right now. But I mean, we could mm. we could expand that. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I think now would be a good time to bring up. Maybe we should end the paper ballot. <laughs> you know, like it might might be a good idea. Yeah, uh, that's that's very good. So, uh, so yeah, how's it going, Chris? It's going good. I uh, just got back from work, and I was telling my girlfriend that I was being chased by like the biggest. I guess it wouldn't be a murder of crows because it was way more. It was like a massacre or something. But uh, there's so many. Yeah. A regular yeah. genocide of crows. A genocide of crows. Yeah. I love Wow. <laughs> Just so, going full genocide on that one. Okay. I thought I might have wronged one at some point and they he gathered his boys to just chase me down on my way home but <laughs> maybe there's some like crow pigeon um racism happening there. Oh, I I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. A little speciesism. Um, yeah, the o- the overground agenda. <laughs> That's good. Uh can you can you tell our listeners what you do for those who may not be familiar with your uh, with your work? Yeah. Um. I so right now I'm a designer at Funko and I do like the con basically like all the concepts and colors and just some packaging, but mostly concepts and color stuff. Um. And then when I'm not at work, I'm trying to draw as many pictures as I can. Uh, I guess there's not really a goal just to draw a bunch, but I get most recently I've added the goal working on sincerely at least the comic. Nice. And I, I guess I rap on the side. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we have. I think the most recent thing uh, the three of us were just talking about was was Happy Pigeon. So I've so I've got that on the brain a little bit. Oh, that that's what's up. Sweet. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I listened to that EP uh, a couple days ago, and I was kind of curious about Happy Pigeon too because uh, uh, I looked up. Um, uh, uh, all of your singles and EPs on iTunes, and it looks like they were all released in 2018. Did you just like start writing and just opened up a Pandora's box of writing and you just released everything in 2018? Or was there like a backlog of stuff that you've been writing for a while? There, there's definitely like a, a, a hidden vault of hundreds upon hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I, I put, started putting them all on SoundCloud like as a kid. And um, it, it just like I, I didn't like I, I started making new music like uh, at the beginning of 2018 and I started realizing like, man, everything before this music that I'm making just kind of sucks. So I just like privated it all. And mostly because the last time I didn't like my music, I like deleted a shit ton of it. And Oh, sorry. Am I, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you're totally allowed to curse. Okay, sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're good. I deleted a whole bunch of it. And then my friends just gave me, gave me crap forever since that. Yeah. Now, now it's just goes up everywhere that like Spotify and all that. Well, the stuff you're making now, I can attest to it being genuinely enjoyable. Thanks, man. Especially, you just released uh, Session. Yeah. Like two days ago uh, at the time of recording this. Yeah. And it's it's very good. Um, in that song, you mentioned um, you mentioned Eminem and Watsky as influences. Do you have any other like artists that you like really try to emulate? Yeah, yeah. Um, Wax. Uh, they're all they're all kind of like I guess they're not super 
mainstream like drake level but yeah i don't know if you guys know know of token or uh uh wax he he's kind of a he's kind of a more chill rapper um okay i don't know i've been on a i've been on a real uh, like 21 pilots <laughs> binge <laughs> lately <laughs> that's okay there's no shame in that they're pretty good yeah but yeah i mean it is it, it's pretty much anybody like the flavor of the week you know what i mean yeah like, whoever i'm listening to at the time yeah, I completely understand. Uh, both Alex and I pretty pretty regularly make our own music as well. Not not really stuff that we release uh, in the quantity or time frame that you have with Happy Pigeon. <laughs> but yeah, we can relate to that. I was yeah. actually I was listening to the last one you guys made, and I I the I liked the idea of like the whole song using just your voice. <laughs> I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> That. Yeah, covering uh, covering Dream Theater's um, uh, Erotomania, just using oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just using acapella. Dude, that would be legendary. Be very it, good. It really would be. <laughs> it's a challenge for people out there. They they got to get us those uh, get us those subscriptions, and and I will make it happen. I'm following you right now on Spotify. I gotta. That's that's. I, I love to hear it. So <laughs> Contrib- contributing to the cause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, well, let's talk about how you uh, started working at Funco. What what got you started down this particular career path? Well, a couple of years ago, I, uh, my girlfriend, by the way, he, she's sitting right next to me just to help me like reference anything I seem to forget. Her name's Leah. <laughs> um, she's shoveling down that that fruit cup. You know how it is. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I was I went to a con uh, called Jet City Con, and I started talking to one of the artists in Artist Alley. And I was telling them like, man, this is this is sick, but I don't I don't know how I could ever start something like this. And then he just he his name is Jeff Carpenter. He's an extremely sick artist, and he does like a uh, kind of, like realistic animal renditions of superheroes. Like so, for okay. example, Batman, you get like a a cool looking realistic bat, but still wearing like the outfit and stuff. <laughs> cool. But cool. so I, I, I liked the way his art looked and I was like, how, so how did you start? And he was like, dude, I just started a year ago and I just got a bunch of art together and bought a table. And I was like, wow, that's way easier than it sounds. <laughs> and so that like launched me off on uh, just starting to make a ton of work uh, to sell at conventions. And I was and I was just kind of like head down d- working constantly. And then I sent an application to the website and they reached out and hit me up and they're like, we we like your stuff. Come, come on over. (laughs) That's cool. The thing that, the thing that I think really helped is the, that I brought a bunch of sketchbooks and they like the fact that there was like traditional art, you know, over digital. Yeah. So that was something that really contributed to, uh, to them looking at your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, they're all about like, kind of the found foundation laws you know what i mean like you gotta get you gotta know all your basics and and they like seeing that that's something that you can kind of put down on paper interesting that's cool so were you uh really interested in art beforehand like before that that con or was it just something you did occasionally or oh Oh yeah, dude. All my life I've been drawing like, uh, uh, since it harkens all the way back to when I was five and I saw drag both Dragon Ball Z and Batman, the animated series, those two like combined just got me drawing both Batman and Goku just endlessly. And for a while I was just drawing buff guys with like boob level pecs, (laughs) crazy like hairstyles and just shooting blasts. 
I was just I was on a real I'm still on a DBZ kick like I've been on one my whole life that's basically like what got me into art but um yeah <laughs> that's cool from from there it was just like I, I went to school at Art Institute for for animation but like as I was going through it I, I wasn't really finding animation to be really fun just because it was take it, it it it's a real process and and definitely respect to those who people to those people who can handle that <laughs> more like a, I want to draw the, the picture and get it done kind of within, you know, the day sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Jonathan's been, been in the hell of animation lately. Uh, oh, it's, it's wait, fun. really? Uh, get, learning it. Yeah. <laughs> Traditional animation. Oh, sick. But, yeah. What kind of stuff are you doing? Um, right now, <laughs> just a lot of like really simple characters. I'm trying to do a piece for loop to loop, but I've been kind of just, uh, hitting the wall with ideas, but just not really having anything stick in my head. So it's, it's one of those things where you have a deadline approaching and I'm trying to figure out what I should do. That's like, what's a funny idea and what's something that people want to see. And I'm just still very much learning, uh, is what it is, but I gotcha. I have like one animation up, uh, my instructor, I don't know if you ever heard of BAM animation. They have like a YouTube channel. Um, check them out. Uh, there, there's a character designer and Brent who's also who is my instructor? He's also a uh, guy. He's a prop artist. They both work on Rick and Morty. Um, oh, but they have this. They have this own animation show called Bam Animation, and uh, they like posted some of my work on their Instagram page, and it was really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning from them, but we'll see where we'll see where that goes. I still have that in my question in my head of whether or not to continue with it too. It's, oh yeah, man. Animation's I, rough. I stopped at the trying trying to do a walk. Uh, like I w- was able to successfully make a walk cycle, and it was like. This is really dope, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get a lot of originals out of it, which is really sick. <laughs> True. Speaking of a uh, buff like men, <laughs> like Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> you ever uh, you ever heard the artist uh, uh, Joe Mad? Oh, Joe Madarera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I follow this guy on Instagram. Oh, sweet. Like, <laughs> I no, can't. I, I can't put names to art sometimes. It's it's the worst. It's hard. There's so many. It's overwhelming. There's so many artists out there now. When like. When you first started, you might have had like a favorite artist. Now it's like, dude, I like everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it's just a melting pot of dope stuff. <laughs> like I saw, I saw one of your pictures. Like it was a book cover you illustrated, and had like a very like. Have you ever heard of the game Battle Chasers? It's designed. A lot of the artwork is inspired by Joe Mad. Like I saw that piece, I was like, oh man, this reminds me of this. Like this artist as well. Like this is so cool. Like your your book cover design you have. Oh the um, the the Pokemon one, the real. Yeah. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, the battle. First off, Battle Chasers. I've been eyeing that game forever. I want to. Like, I really want to try it out. It's awesome because <laughs> it looks. It looks super sick. <laughs> but um, thanks, man. Yeah, the that whole project was quite a undertaking. It started by um, by by like a Pokemon. It was like a drawing contest, right? So we set the rule to get a quick sketch under a minute. And it was between me and my friend. His name's Liam Savage. He's also a pretty sick art- artist. Um, but I, I busted out a Pikachu drawing, and it was it, it looked like the one that's on the cover of that book. And then from there, he was like, "Dude, you should just do the rest of them <laughs> in the, this tribal in this tribal style." And I was like, "That's insane." But I at but I didn't really have anything else going that year. So yeah, <laughs> those couple of years that was kind of the main goal. Some great work came out of it, though. Like, good job, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's really great. It, it's amazing how much uh, just having a, a tiny 
jumping off point like that, just something to draw every day, knowing what you're going to draw is like, yeah. it completely diminishes that barrier to not work on your stuff. Yeah, exactly. In the, in the draw, kind of like the draw every day is the, was the buzzword for me yeah. for that whole thing. It was just like, that was the mission. And like, you got, you got people like Jake Parker saying stuff like that. And he, he's a big inspiration too, where it's just like, you gotta, you gotta draw every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> especially if you're, uh, if you're somebody who like posts art to Instagram, especially like ink, ink art and marker stuff, like you probably know who Jake Parker is <laughs> because you oh, yeah. did Inktober at least once. I'm totally doing like little simple characters next year. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh yeah. You did the, uh, you did the, the like maps or environments this last year. Yeah. Yeah. I did all the environments. They, they, they took so long though. It was like, I really had to set aside a lot of time out of each day. So I don't ever, that, that killed me, but I'm happy it's over. Yeah. And it's done. <laughs> <laughs> It was a, I mean, it was a great series. Do you have plans to do, uh, do another series like Reimagimon or something like that? Not at the moment. I got a lot of people asking me to do Generation Two, but I mean, after that first book, I'm like ready to step away from Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> and and build upon my own stuff. But I, maybe go do some Digimon, dude. Oh my god, that's a throwback. <laughs> Digimon, Digital Monsters. That that was stuck in my head for until I was like 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to throw that over a beat and there's your new Happy Pigeon single. Oh, God, I got to sample it. I know. Oh, uh, wait, no. All the music that just got free for sample is like the 20, like 1920s music or something. Just got a bunch of 20s music just got freed up. Oh, yeah. Because of the what is it like 72 year like copyright claim or whatever yeah yeah hmm. we're gonna start hearing a lot of interesting little samples lots of horn stuff hmm. yeah. also uh i think steamboat willie and some like disney animations will be coming up pretty soon so, oh yeah yeah so take that mouse <laughs> we're gonna touch all uh, your stuff steamboat willie remix da- yeah. daft punk remix or something <laughs> i would not mess with disney stuff just just because they're too big Oh, yeah. They're scary, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Their scary levels are big. We'll return to that conversation in just a moment. We don't have any sponsors for today's episode, but you're supporting the show just by listening. So thanks. If this is your first time here, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you can. And uh, share our show with your friends. Word of mouth is really the best way to help us reach more people. Alex, you want to tell the people where to find your stuff? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at, at Alex Shags Alston. You can find me on Twitter at Alex Shags Alston. Nice. Jonathan. You can find me on Instagram at DockleJonathan or uh, look up my portfolio at www.jdockle.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joseph R. Strom uh, or find my other stuff like my blog and music and show notes for this podcast on plantasticfanit.com. You can find our guest Chris Metzner on Instagram at cmetzner.com. That's C-M-E-T-Z-N-E-R. D-O-T-C-O-M. And his website is also cmetzner.com. So head over there to check out his stuff and learn more about Sincerely Elise. Now back to the interview.
let's talk about Sincerely Elise. Um, can you give us sort of like a, a breakdown of what the project's going to be? So I, 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 I kind of fell in love with the idea of universes and bring in like kind of making a bunch of different stories the whole idea behind the mcu right where it's a bunch of different stories and then all kind of collides into one cool epic finale sort of story yeah and that idea was kind of like uh the jumping point from before sincerely elise i was working on this comic which i spent so much like from early college years to just a couple years ago i was uh then then I dumped it, you know, you know how sometimes where you're just like you, you have a project and it's your baby and you have to like accept the fact that it's just not working out for you. <laughs> we know exactly what that's like. Yep. Dude, it's it's the worst feeling ever. You you just spend your whole life on something. and It's just like it's just it's not coming together the way I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, it's very painful. Yeah. I, I had a story kind of brewing up like that and. I made and the whole idea behind it was to like have a website that you could go and g- click on a character page and there would be like a bunch of characters that would pop up and you can click on each character and get like a little description and then an interactive map on another page where you could click on like the location to get descriptions and and whatnot and then finally alongside that the comic book and that was the general idea for that whole for that whole story that I trashed which. Basically, I, I saw that like seeing as I grew up drawing a bunch of Dragon Ball Z characters, they're all kind they're all kind of like the same looking white spiky haired people. Yeah. And that's kind of what the whole cast looked like for my story. It was like really whitewashed. And I was like, man, this isn't this isn't working. So <laughs> I wanted to create something that was a bit more like monsters and robots and a bit more diversity. And that that's kind of where Sincerely Elise came out. Nice. As far as like the making of the comic that that's for the last story i tried making a comic and it's quite an undertaking <laughs> i don't know if y'all yeah have ever tried like kind of working around with it but it's it's definitely it's definitely a big big undertaking but but i think i'm finally ready for it after the pokemon book so what is the uh what what does the workflow look like for uh for a project like this i just got done with all the character sheets of like i like over the past year or so i've been kind of just drawing pictures on or traditionally drawing pictures on paper of like all the characters and um trying to figure out their designs and whatnot and and i compiled it all together and found that it just it wasn't consistent so i started making character sheets that i could just reference as i make the comic and yeah um and so that was so i have one more character sheet to do and then i'm gonna uh, quote unquote officially start the comic but I've already gotten it started <laughs> hopefully for that because um, cause I want to try to get at least something at least a physical book done by this year but I don't I, I tend to make goals that are just impossible <laughs> so you, you can get it done we, we have faith in you I'm hoping I'm hoping <laughs> On the subject of, of sincerely Elise, and we were talking about that uh, Inktober project with like the maps and uh, the maps and locations that you did. I really like the world map that you did for sincerely Elise, especially. Um, Dude, yeah. With like the the dinosaur land masses and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. So me and my girlfriend were just like shooting ideas back and forth. I was like, I'm trying to think of some some sort of deity that can go in this world. And suddenly the the topic space dinosaurs came up. I was like, oh my god, 
the best thing ever. Like, what what would happen if these <laughs> space dinosaurs got like shot down, and then the, they're like they're these ancient beings that you, that people just create civilizations on and shit. <laughs> That's great. That's that. I mean, you don't need any other explanation than that. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> no, it was definitely it's it's, it's a fun little uh, idea to play around because then. Because I'm trying to uh, think of now. I'm trying to think of like species that would live on something like a dinosaur, a dead dinosaur body, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what would naturally evolve, or like what other random creatures came down from the stars and landed on the planet too? Yeah, yeah. Like what gross kind of weird things can come out of it. That's awesome, and not just the not just the map itself is awesome, but like just the I'm excited about this project for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's same, actually. Like for the for the past year with that last project that I was working on that I that I canceled was it was just you, you get that feeling that it's just I don't know you don't you don't have the hype behind it originally when you first start the idea, and so I'm kind of definitely in the honeymoon uh, excuse me the honeymoon phase. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, of sincerely at least right now, so I'm trying to go like balls deep and drawing as much as I can <laughs> until I burn out. <laughs> I mean, I mean that works for real relationships, right? Yeah, yeah. There you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. On the subject of sincerely, Elise, you you've been um, pretty active about posting like the sincerely Elise characters and reimagine on stuff and Happy Pigeon and all that on Instagram. How do you think that's affected like how you're approaching the work or how you think about your work? Oh, uh, dude, Instagram right now. Shout out to Instagram. <laughs> that is like the lifeblood behind all, like everything that has come out that I've that I've made. I, I like I don't want to say that it's not for. I don't want to say it's for like because of Instagram that I kept going, but it was definitely um, a really good like inspiration to keep seeing. You know, like once you post something, somebody likes it, and yeah you just keep going and it, it feels addicting but you know like when you're posting stuff on facebook you're just kind of like getting props from your family and friends and when you're posting stuff on twitter i, I still haven't figured <laughs> it's complicated <laughs> but but i started like kind of posting a small set of images on instagram and then like the following started to build up and once i started seeing that there could be a following that that was started like giving me inspiration to make more projects and just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely, I definitely say like any artist that doesn't have Instagram should jump on it just cause it's you, I've gotten so many opportunities out of that yeah. freaking app. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've talked to, I've talked to a lot of artists out there, um, especially since we started doing the podcast about their experience with Instagram and everything. And like even more so than any other social media I mean, it's probably the visual element of Instagram, but it, it seems like... That's what I'm thinking. I mean, people almost think about about it as a replacement for a portfolio these days. Yeah. Uh, at least uh, the people that I've seen who, who do commissions and that, that kind of work. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, I mean, that's kind of how I'm treating it. I think it was also a pretty big proponent in the hiring at Funko, I believe, too. Uh, yeah. It's like any, any visual sort of display of photos that... It's much easier than text. <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> so on on that same kind of note, um, is do you think there's a huge benefit to people having their own personal website? Because, like, while Instagram is really nice to like scroll through and get sort of like a 
almost like a survey of your of your work. Uh, your website made it so easy to find out like all of the projects that you're you're doing. Like you've got it set up linking correctly to everything. <laughs> I just wanted like <laughs> props on on your personal website. Thanks, man. <laughs> how how important do you think that is? Oh, most definitely important. I I always want to like when I search an artist by name, I want to see their website pop up at the top of the uh, of the search. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're not professional or whatever if you don't have a site, but it it, it it's it helps a lot more and it's more of an easy way to navigate bodies of work other than, you know, just seeing what your most recent stuff is. Yeah. The big thing about the website that I like is that I can I can just categorize it in an easy way for people to navigate like d- different projects that I've been able. It's it's more about like me being able to keep tabs on myself <laughs> so I don't forget w- what stuff I've done. That's completely understandable. <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically why Plantastic Fanit exists. It's just a place for me to put stuff so I don't forget that I did the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, by the way, your your dungeon iso your isometric dungeon drawings are insane. Thank you. Like I gotta say that I was lo- I was definitely referencing them a lot <laughs> when <laughs> I was trying to build uh build the map together. Nice. That that makes me extremely happy. <laughs> you you do insane. Like I don't know I don't know how you do it. It's it, they're crazy. Thank you. And I ideally will uh will be you know using them for for something at some point. Uh, I've just got to put them somewhere where people can download them in a format that makes sense. It's always interesting when you find someone that already does so much, like not just with art, but with music. Um, but if you weren't doing those two, what, what would you be doing to have fun? What a question. <laughs> I, was, I, I was trying to think of like, what, what do normal people do? <laughs> people that don't like stay inside. Um, well, we, yesterday, actually, we, I don't know if this is still doesn't count because it's just still sitting aside on a computer making art. Oh, so go for Leah it. And I, <laughs> Leah and I downloaded a trial to ZBrush and we started trying to sculpt stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's pretty sick because like the sculptors over at Funko are super inspiring and they, they do crazy stuff. And I figured it, it'd, be, it'd be worth a shot. It's super complicated, though. Dude, that, that UI What's is... Oh, just What's a, a ZBrush? What is that? A, oh, a ZBrush? <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm not familiar. It's like a it's it's like a digital sculpt. So like you'll get like a a, a mesh that you can just kind of draw right on with a, a tablet digitally, and you can right. sculpt out like chunks or add or extrude pieces, or you could add like mesh to. Is basically just a big digital sculpting suite. Yeah, like like imagine Alex a, a digital ball of clay, and then you have yeah. a, an effectively infinite tool set to manipulate that ball of clay, and then you are also a wizard, and that's oh, ZBrush. okay. The wizard no, I, got it completely. Cool, honestly, <laughs> and also it's, it's important to note that it's not ZBrush, like a, like a zebra. I used to always think that it's like the X Y Z <laughs> axis, and you're 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 drawing on the Z axis. It's a ZBrush. Right. Wow, I didn't even think of it that way either. <laughs> I, I I had the hardest time finding out about it when I was first interested in like learning the model. Like I, I was like I cannot find the zebras. <laughs> <laughs> like where is this? <laughs> That's great. I do think it's a really intuitive name though because it's just like a brush that also has the depth dimension like X Y Z. So yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, it makes That's sense. Pretty no, genius. I, I, There's no sculpting reference in it though. It's like when you're when you're thinking ZBrush, what like without thinking sculpting, what what else is there at that point? This is true. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just thinking of grooming some uh some some black and white knockoff horses. <laughs> Which they should also vote. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. all right, all right. Maybe Thank we you. can talk about that later and disagree <laughs> on that later, John. But all right, you know. I don't, I don't know about those horses. Full circle. Full circle. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it. Um, Chris, you have any uh, you have any shout outs or anything uh, before you go? Uh, any any people or or things that uh, you think people should go go check out? Ah, uh, dude, I want to shout out my mom, being <laughs> the best mom ever, and in keeping me on doing art my whole life. <laughs> Good job, mom. And I, I I guess as for I don't know. Uh, you can you can check my Instagram, cmessner.com. Cool. And that's pretty much it. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, for real. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It was uh, it was really fun talking to you. And uh, yeah, thanks, man. We'll for sure have to have to have you back on at some point, uh, especially after um, after you, you get going on sincerely, Elise. Maybe maybe when that book comes out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll, I'll definitely. I'd love to. Yeah, we have confirmed both the trees and the horses should vote. Thank you. I All right, yeah. sure, John. Yeah, all right, whatever. You're really going all electoral college on me, but okay, that's cool. No. Yep. You're just you're what just going to bend after one conversation. What are you? Trump talking to Erdogan? Jesus. God, John, really God. talking about me bending? I was the one for these things. <laughs> no, I'm talking okay. I'm talking to Alex. He, oh. <laughs> he was he was against the the legalization of trees. <laughs> the he was against uh, tree suffrage, and and now now you're for zebra suffrage. I don't I don't know, I don't know who you are, Alex. Listen, maybe I'm just for whatever's been there longer. All right, you know. <laughs> are you are you saying supporting tree suffrage makes you ultra conservative? <laughs> uh. Maybe I'm just a fan of the land. If that's ultra conservative, then, uh, you know, so be it. All right. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. Does that mean that being that being like uh, super excited about the environment and trying to take care of the planet is actually the most right wing thing you can do? By definition, I believe so. It's called right for a reason. Joe. (laughs) All right. Uh, so, so that also I mean, means I, that I mean, I believe in cultures who kill animals and use every part of the body. So, if we're going to kill the planet, we should use every part of the body. <laughs> uh, pro pipeline. All right. Oh, you're right. Jesus we like Christ. A, we should make a planet carcass. That should be our new new band name. Okay. I need to buy the domain. Planet, planet carcass. Oh, okay. Planet carcass. One second. Well, let's go to Hubbard. If it wasn't, <laughs> if it wasn't for the first grindcore band ever being named Carcass, then it would be a great. Band name, legitimately. Maybe Planet Carcass is the first um, is the first cosmic grindcore band. Oh, that's good. Oh, cosmic grind. I I mean, I feel like we could make it happen. I mean, there's already gore grind and porn grind. Why not uh, go a little bit uh, conscious with it? Hip hop yeah. got conscious. Why can't hardcore metal get conscious? Dude, that'd be. I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually kind of excited about that. 
cosmic it's, grind. That's giving me some uh, some I wrestled a bear once gri- vibes. Oh god, I haven't heard that <laughs> name in a while. Dude, every single there that is an open domain whatever you want a planet carcass. There's also a <laughs> earthcarcass.us. <laughs> that's that's just that's just next year. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. Gaia carcass. <laughs> Ooh, that's very oh, that's good. good. It's like the neo pagan yeah. version. Mm-hmm. Sounds I think good. that's I think that's where we'll end this. Um, oh no 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 star carcass. <laughs> star carcass. What is that like? Uh, uh, fat, how many hundred millions of years until our star becomes a carcass? Uh, many. Yes. Let's see. Last episode we talked about like 2019 resolutions. It's it's so hard to like just come up with New Year's resolutions on on the first dang day. That's too that's too much pressure. Like you got to get it like familiar with the year first yeah yeah. Um, you got to get to know the year a little bit maybe take it out for a day commitments like start making (laughs) goals for the relationship of that year yeah um like i had myself a little funk but i'm starting to do better uh it's like uh i guess like just i don't know do y'all have any uh adjustments to uh (laughs) any adjustments to like new year's resolutions by chance i do actually yeah yeah, so so I still want to uh, want to learn erotomania uh, all the way through on all mm-hmm. of the instruments, just because I think it would be fun. But mostly that was just a way of me getting myself to practice music every day. Um, but it turns out I'm doing that already. Nice, which is kind of cool um, because I really want to by the end of April have uh, written and recorded a, a full EP of of music. Sweet, it's. Alex will likely hop on for a track or two. I'm always down. But I'll be uh, producing it and everything. It's It's got like a, an actual concept, and I've got some of the material written already. But uh, yeah, I plan on spending the next couple months finishing writing some songs and recording them and then putting that out probably by the end of May. I want to have it recorded by the end of April, but you know, production can can take some time. Yeah. So yeah. Generally speaking for myself in terms of music, uh, want to make a couple short films and write a screenplay, um, get some voice jobs, get some more graphic jobs, okay. and uh, and also I gotta start lifting. You gotta get those gains. Yeah, I uh, do. Uh, they well, okay. I was yeah, I was gonna say, uh huh. I was gonna say like that's on my list, man. My it's a uh, get strong. Yeah, get strong is good. It's like that's a that's a good goal. S T R O N K. Yep. <laughs> I like it's it. I dig it. Drink. I want to get some big muscles. Yeah, I, uh, seriously. <laughs> well, big muscles. I was gonna say twenty gain teen, but that rhymes more with twenty eighteen. And then I remembered that um, that I recently listened to the most recent Mabim Bam episode where they named twenty nineteen, and they have decided to call twenty nineteen Frankenstein teen, become the monster. <laughs> Why not like twenty noise teen like like nice, but when you say no ice, it's like nice, ah. but you have to pretend to be like Cockney. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of a fan of twenty mine teen, the return of Minecraft. <laughs> I I have actually been really wanting to get into that again. Oh See, my god! There we go. Yeah, it's already let's happened. Let's just let's just fucking start up a server and and stream <clears throat> Minecraft on Twitch. That sounds nice. I just want to build something. 
honestly, that would actually be a really good like stress relief thing. Like just late, like a couple nights a week, just stay up really late and build shit in Minecraft with you guys. That'd be a that'd be a fun opposite of uh, playing horror games all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll do that. I yeah. I would yeah. I thought it was silly at first, but actually that sounds like a really good idea. Also, when this uh when this episode comes out, I just remembered I will have released my first um, product on the DMs Guild. Oh yeah, which is uh which is a website. Um, if you're listening to this and you don't play D and D, you should. But the DMs Guild is is a place where uh, people can go and create resources for Dungeons and Dragons using the actual rules for Dungeons and Dragons. Like they've opened up the rules. For people to use in their own stuff so they've sort of made it semi open source uh with fifth edition yeah so i, I made a, a product called um boradil's book of belongings and it's it's a, a generator for making interesting magical and uh and non-magical weapons all right cool <laughs> i hope it doesn't disappoint it it won't there's uh there's a little forward from from uh, a, a character from my setting boradil who who is the fictional author of the book um, okay. In there, and and over the course of the next few volumes of Boradil's Book of Belongings, you'll get to know Boradil a little more. All right. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. You're uh, you're really good at world making. <laughs> Thank you. You are. It's fun to fun to make worlds with you. It is. It's fun to make worlds with both of you guys. Aw. Aw. You can find show notes for this and other episodes at lflpodcast.com. That's lflpodcast.com. I want to thank my co-hosts, Alex and Jonathan. Hey, pleasure being here. Always. And thanks again to Chris Metzner for joining us. As usual, we've got links in the show notes to some of what we talked about today. So check those out if you're interested. Thanks you. Thanks you. Thanks you so much for listening for like, for like, for like. <laughs> okay. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> thank Say you again. so much. <laughs> I can't. I'm dead. Take care of yourselves. And remember, January is National Hobby Month, apparently, so it's time to take that underwear... Uh, underwear. Fuck. <laughs> it's time to take that underwater basket weaving class. I can't even do my own bit. This is... That's the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> what hey, were you guys hey, going to Wait, 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 wait. Joe, Joe, Joe. Wait, wait, uh-huh. wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. Take care of yourselves. And remember, January is National Hobby Month, apparently. So it's time to take that underwater basket weaving class and get that elective credit. You can do it. We believe in you. (laughs) I laughed at my own dad joke. That was good. I think it was... (laughs) (laughs) I think you reading it back after I fucked it up made it much funnier. (laughs) So I'm going to call that a net win for me. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome.